0: Hi, Matt. Uh, I'm back. Alex Black, executive um, chairman of uh, Rio 2 Limited uh, after a 18-month hiatus. Um, my last interview was here 18 months ago uh, when I had the bad news of us being stopped in Chile, and, and now we're, we've are we been allowed to go forward. So um, Rio 2 has the Phoenix Gold Project in Chile, uh, 4.8 million ounces of M&I, resources, um, a, uh, a reserve base of uh, 1.7 million ounces, I think it is um, in a starter project and um, you know we're, we're, we're a team of uh, mine builders with a track record of doing so and um, yeah happy to talk about what's happened over the last 18 months.
1: He is back and, and we're glad to have you back as well. Uh, you know uh, it's been a tough 18 months I'm, I'm sure waiting for this moment, but it's finally happened. It's all happened. Tell us all about it.
0: Well, you know, I guess emotion-wise, I'm not happy. Uh, I'm relieved, and I think our whole team is relieved. But we're certainly not happy with what's happened. Um, And uh, what happened yesterday with the approval simply vindicated everything that we did in our EIA uh, back a few years ago. So, you know, unfortunately, um, what happened to us essentially was government federal government interference in a in a regional process and that's what happened um and and here we are so what i do have to say is that you know and i've said this on on social media a lot is is our technical team uh, and our management team did a fantastic job in getting us to this point um and all our advisors um did a great job uh independent legal counsel in Chile. We had two political uh, lobby groups made up of ministers from from various previous governments in Chile. Um, They did a fantastic job. Um, So, you know, it was a team effort. Um, You know, we went through a catastrophic period there whereby uh, we had, when the decision against the project was made back in the middle of last year, we had just employed eighty people to join us at the operational and technical level. Um, and we had to let them go. We had to cut back on our GNA um uh, within within Rio two. That was tough. A lot of some people left, but a lot stayed behind and on reduced wages, et cetera. So, you know, we 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 did our best to 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 hang on and let me tell you, it was touch and go there. First couple of months, I would say the sensation was shock um, and uh, confusion uh, because we 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 were on our way. Um, we had done a lot of things from a pre-project uh, uh, construction perspective. We had spent money. We had uh, a lot of um, creditors on 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 our balance sheet, and we had to clear all that to get through this, and we did it. Um, came to terms with creditors, uh, sorted that out. We sold a couple of non-core royalties for $5 million. That was really good. We uh, clawed back some um, VAT tax in, in in Chile, which was about $5 plus million. So one of the things that I guess is a great achievement is we didn't have to go to the market during that process. And we wouldn't have wanted to anyway because our share price was off 80% from where, where it was before
1: before the decision. Okay, t- tell me this, because there's there's a few things I want to go through. One, I want to understand, um, if you don't mind. It, there's, there's a process you've been through for the envir- the Environmental um, Impact Assessment, EIA. There's the damage done and how do you kind of get back on your feet. So surviving is one thing, and then obviously, I think people look, obviously, Looking um, to the the future and what what those kind of moving parts are that you're very much focused on to get back to where you where you were, and then I think so ultimately just money, okay? Because um, like I say, damage was done. There were you had a lot of the the financing in place. Your people lined up. Um, you knew how you're putting this thing together. as You say a bunch of um, uh, mind builders, so you you knew what you knew how to do what you needed to do, but that's been sort of knocked off the table, I, I suspect. So, can we just sort of the process a bit for us? So, is the approval based on any conditions precedent? Are you being forced to behave any differently than you're in, intending to, or that you think is 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 reasonable, what you've been kind of I don't know, gun to your head time? I mean, how, okay, how so, do you explain it? So, what we
0: did for the essentially the first twelve months of of the appeal process was we went back and forth. With the various ministries, on technical undertakings that we were prepared to do, um, over and above what we had promised in the EIA, they were essentially the same things, but just embellished, you know, more work, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And um, three submissions we did, and uh, and and that was, if you want to talk about conditions, it's really the approval of those undertakings. Now, unfortunately, the way the process works in Chile is that we received our approval yesterday, but we don't know which undertakings, whether they are all of them or some of them or or whatever, uh, are part of what we need to do going forward. Um, But it doesn't take anything away from the approval. It's not as though it's a conditional approval. It's approved with uh, with our promise to do the technical undertakings. For example, everything, <clears throat> from what I understand, and I, we'll find out in the next few days when we get the um, the list, is everything is centered around chinchillas. When they brought up the issue with camelids and and collaring in them and all that, and our response to that and you know our, our pushback to that, they took camelids off the table. Right. So now all of a sudden, camelids don't mean anything, but chinchillas do. So everything revolves around chinchillas, and we've part of our undertakings are, you know, extended monitoring, setting up a refuge for chinchillas in 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 Copiapó, so that if we find chinchillas that are displaced from their natural habitat, etc., you know, we can try and return them to their natural habitat, or and remember they live uh, in a valley away from the project; they don't live at the project. Um, you know, if we find any, any that we can't find a home for, we'll take them to the refuge and then we'll, 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 we'll go from there. And we'll work with certain independent experts in regards to that. So that's one of the undertakings that, that, that we've agreed to do. It comes with a cost, but it's not extraordinary. And, um, um, it's just something we're prepared to do. So, um, so that's, that's the, um, that's, the process that we went through, um, and and your other questions because you had a heap of them. Yeah, no, I know. No,
1: I, well, that, that, that's that, that's really um, it. It's just trying to understand about you know conditions precedent or not. I.e., right? do or do are the conti- conditions financially prohibitive? But it's a question of you know, was well, that or nothing? Or were these things that you were going to do anyway? But you've got to kind of guarantee that you do them
0: anyway. Well, they're, they're things that we would have done anyway. Um, but we've had to extend or enlarge the scope of of the work that we would have done. So we're not against that. Um, we're happy to comply, um, and um, you know that's what we've done. So I, I, okay. I, I just can't I can't categorically say what the the list of of um, undertakings that they want us to do uh, as part of construction and. Uh, uh, Mine operation. I can't tell you that because we just don't have. It. I mean, that's just the system. And, and you but know, you're not expecting any shocks. There's not going to be like something left field and say you need, no, you need to build a village let or me a just school. Say, or a- this is not. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But we we also have the right. If there are any crazy things in in those um, in that list, we do have the right to to respond to that. Right. So, but that doesn't prevent the project from going ahead. Right. This is like okay. a, administrative technical administrative stuff that goes on in the background.
1: okay, then tell me this uh, it just just again sticking with the process that you've been through, the experience that you've been through, um, not just the last 18 months of waiting for this moment, but the time before that when you were actually writing and, and uh, the, the 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 application uh, for the EIA, some of it's um, local, you know provincial and some of it's federal that you've been dealing with, does this process put you off doing business or should it put process people
0: off uh, doing business in Chile? Is Chile still pro-mining? Oh, I think Chile's pro-mining. I think it hasn't got a choice because this year it's gonna go, uh, the GDP is gonna go negative this year and it'll be the first time for a long time since COVID. I think it went negative in COVID but everybody went negative in COVID. So there's big pressure on the government to, 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 to keep, Business going and and obviously the big engine room is mining. Um, so no, I don't I don't call Chile, um, uh, a, you know, a bad place to do business or off off limits from a business perspective. Um, what uh, our case and we were only, I mean, we, there's only a handful of mining projects in this sort of suspension mode. One of them was Los Bronces which happened, which was approved uh, back in April. Anglo American, three point two billion. Dollar expansion of um, of the Los Bronces mine. Now we were completely different to that because Los Bronces was approved by the authorities, the EIA was approved, but external parties, social and environmental, objected and appealed, and so that put Los Bronces in this appeal process, and it went to the Committee of Ministers and they allowed it to go through on a number of undertakings that they would do and I think that's been spelled out in the press in the past in our case we got disapproved or declined and we objected to that decision not third parties because unlike Los Broncos, you know from a environmental NGO perspective from a from a social perspective, community perspective, business perspective, everybody, there was no objections and everybody wants this mind to go ahead. So we're completely different to that. So we objected to the decision and what we declared was this was government interference in a a regional process because getting an EIA in Chile happens at the regional level, not at the federal level, regional. So um, we got stopped by federal inf- intervention, interference, whatever you want to call it, and we objected to that. And then we got to the end of the road and we demonstrated to the various ministries that were present at the meeting that we were in fact correct and this project should go ahead.
1: Okay. So you, n- not much has changed from from your end in, in the sense of what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, but you need oh, to get yeah, some guarantees let, let about me just,
0: Yeah, let me, me just... Saying? Sorry, I just want to go on about that. Yeah, As a result of our case and probably a couple of other cases uh, that's happened in the past, they are going to disband the Committee of Ministers. That tribunal is not going to happen anymore. If you get stopped and you get objected to or you want to object to your project being declined or somebody wants to object to your project, you go to court. You go to a judicial court. All right? So they're going to cut out the Committee of Ministers. And the Committee of Ministers was a rabble, really, because at the end of the day, you never knew what the hell was going to happen. There was no prescription as to, okay, we have to hear cases and we've got to get them out the door in such and such a time, et cetera, et cetera. Nothing. We could still be sitting there. That was it. We pushed so hard. I can tell you, the technical team pushed so hard. Our, 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 Our advisors pushed so hard to get us on the slate before Christmas. Otherwise, we would have gone into next year. And nobody would have cared. Nobody. So, well, so does that mean, in the future. So, there's a bit, a bit
1: more about you know, general Chile mining, etc. There's a, there's rule of law, and there's a mining code. In the future, if if companies have to go to court, um, you expect it'll be a bit more. It'll be more logically applied rather yeah. than it seems to be a lot, a bit of emotional
0: after all uh, this component experience to this. After yeah. all this experience. Unfortunately, it was prescribed that if you want to appeal, you have to go to the Committee of Ministers, and then if you're not happy with that result, you can go to judicial. Right. So we were prescribed. But if you had given me a choice at that time, I would have gone. I would have gone to judicial straight away. Right. Okay. Okay. Because this was a circus. This whole process was a circus. We never knew what was going to happen to us. Right. Right. We didn't. We didn't know. Some people on social media have said, "Oh, you guys knew this because." The letter, the internal letter was dated the fifth of November. So obviously that leaked out and all that. No. We didn't know until the, <laughs> we didn't know until the day that we announced that the meeting was going to be held on the twentieth, which was two days before. Yeah. That this thing was going to happen. So no, we didn't know. And it was a it was a vacuum that we were operating in, I can tell you. Right. right? Okay. It was very, really- very
1: frustrating. Very frustrating yep. for you, very frustrating, certainly for all shareholders. I know you're a big one, but for all shareholders, it not knowing us because coming to the second point I make, which is about value destruction, this process one has obviously destroyed a lot of um, the value of the, the value of the company. You know, down at I think you know I, I think sort of twelve cents at one point. You know, uh, back up thirty eight today, but obviously no, still nowhere near where you were. You know, pre pre this announcement. Nor where you think it should be, given the size of the the potential of of the project in front of you. I get all of that. Don't need to say that to me. But um, what do you do about it? Okay, that's that's the thing that people are looking to hear. Um, you know, you're gonna need to. Well, what are you going to need to tell us? Tell us what the moving parts are that you think you need to focus on.
0: Well, I I think, you know, hopefully, what this whole process has told everybody about Rio Two is, we don't give up. All right. We don't give up. We put our head down, our ass up, and we go, right? So we're just going to go, right? We're going to go as hard as we can. We're working with Endeavour Financial on the financing. We put out updated feasibility study numbers uh, in October, September, October. You know, the project valuation has gone up, costs have gone up, but the project valuation's gone up, including metal prices have gone up. We did all our financial metrics at 1750 gold. Uh, we did our pit optimizations at 1650 gold um, Don't ask me about where gold's going because I'm a mining enge- you know mining guy mining engineer that's not for me to say but we're in a good environment right and um, you know our ASIC went up went from about a thousand bucks to 1250 which is where everybody is today anyway remembering we're trucking water which is not optimal so but that's all built in the fuel costs of getting the water to site et cetera et cetera so we've got a robust project. The MPV went from $125 million to, to over $200 million with all those variations. And that, and that, uh, that uh, feasibility study is on our website. You can find the link there. Um, so the project's as robust as it ever was for a small starter project. What we will be doing going into the new year is we'll be doing a study on the expansion of the project. Not that that we're going to flip to the expansion, no. I mean, the expansion comes with its own set of complications because it involves, and it won't involve water from the ground because in Chile, forget about it. Prior government, this government, whatever governments you're going to talk about in the future, you will not be able to to get permits to pull water from the ground in Chile. So it'll be desal. There are a couple of desal providers in in around Copiapo that are, that are working on projects to provide... Um, commercialized desal not to not to one mine but to several mines, and we're talking to those people. So we'll build them into the cost. So um, the cost of get, building a pipe from Kopiapo to to the project, they may flip the capex for that. We may we may you know team up on that capex. I don't know, but all 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 the costs will be analysed. What will definitely happen is our cost of water will come down significantly, right? Because right now it's it's a premium because we're, we're tracking it and, and because of fuel costs. So, you know, we, we're going to show a much bigger project and much better economics. Uh, when, And we also talk about when that will be likely to be built. Is it three years, four years, five years? I don't know. But we're certainly going to be building a project that trucks water in initial stages and it will then morph into something a lot bigger. All right. So we'll show that. We'll do that study. Um, and uh, permitting, right? So you get your EIA approved, but then you got to permit it, right? So it doesn't mean that the permits can be held back because of somebody's whim or fancy. No, because you've got your EIA approved, the permits are based on the EIA. All that permitting paperwork is in place, it's ready to go, right? So we'll be launching that ASAP. Um, all the sectorial permits. There's there's a raft of permits. There's no construction permit per se. It's a raft of four or five key permits that you pre, that you can present to the banks and say we're ready to go. And that's when the banks step in if they're Apex. Okay. permits yeah. uh, automatically. I'm
1: going oh my goodness, not not another permitting <laughs> process. Why 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 is are these these raft of permits? Um, easier to get through and less likely to, su- oh, sorry, more well, likely to succeed. Is there any red flags that, no. you know,
0: we should no, be no, aware of? No, because the, the EIA approval is a key thing and the permits are based on the EIA. So, okay. you know, it, it's all there. Um, the reason, well, we're, we're, we're basing on the fact that all our research on projects that have been approved and have been permitted, typically the time frame is two to three months right? Now, typically, right, because nothing's been typical about Peru, um, sorry, Peru, Chile in the last two years. So two to three months. But the other thing is the damage, the other damage that this government did to us was that this project is not going to happen, even if we wanted to until later next year. Why? And the reason for that is we were always rushing to get into the um, summer window to do all of our key construction activities, like uh, foundations and uh, concrete foundations, etc. What,
1: what, what, how do the seasons work in Chile and the Atacama? Well, what, okay, what? it's
0: it's 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 the opposite to North America and or the Northern Hemisphere. So right now we're going into summer, right? And had we got our approval back in April of last year, we've got a permits in place by September October. We we would have started building this project in September October. In fact, we're probably you know going into q1 of next year we'll probably start to see you know things coming together and nearly finished and now we're pushed out to the end of next year right and that's thank you uh, government of chile right so but it but that's not a bad thing i think because it gives us time now from january through to that period of time to get our ducks in a row the permits the financing, etc., to be ready for that next September. But this project's been delayed, as we know. Right. Okay.
1: It's so. It, okay. So timing was bad at the time, eh, and 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 obviously good news this week. But six months, six months earlier it would have been even better in terms of timing and your ability to kind of get into take advantage And we were, to the, and the, we were the, being this told year.
0: in June. Yeah, okay. The meeting's coming. The meeting's coming. The meeting's coming next right. month. Next month, okay. next month. Next month. Next month. And. It, <laughs> And we got to a point where you said, "Hey, guys, you got to you got to get a decision here because we can't wait. We're not Anglo American. We don't have ten other projects around the world that we can say, oh, who cares about Chile? We're we'll just going. we we'll focus on those projects. Okay. We live and die so here, yeah. by this project.' Okay, so I,
1: I, hear, I hear what you're saying with regards to um, the damage that has been done there, and you know, you've talked about some some of the variables there. One of the variables I want to kind of dig into is financing. Okay." Because you had a lot set up when we spoke eighteen months ago, you were ready to go, right? We had Wheaton on one side, uh, BMP the the other, or, or groups like that, and they, and they bought into what you were doing. It's a very different world now. Yeah. So, yeah, it is.
0: what do you, what do you do about getting something like this financed? Well, sorry, I, I mentioned something about um, getting into construction last year. In fact, it would have been the year before. I lost track of time. <laughs> yeah, it would have been the year before. I'd be showing you gold bars because we would have been producing gold bars since the probably the middle of last year, right? Anyway, that's a sad story. But what's happened with financing? The world's changed, right? Um, when we were uh, doing our f- financing discussions back 18 months ago, we had BMP Parabas as the lead bank together with Sopgen, and you know whoever else would follow on. BMP out of business. They're out of the, uh, the precious metals business. They're not doing any more. Why? Because of Pure Gold, because of Madsen, because of all those turkeys that have destroyed this business and have destroyed the sentiment for this business. Um, and, and I've been very vocal about this on, on Twitter, is that that's what's impacted us. So b got, p is SopGen still there. SopGen would like to lead this. Uh, we've been working with Endeavor Financial and uh, Endeavor... Is our financial advisor. We have Wheaton there. Uh, we've drawn down on half the Wheaton um, money. Uh, we originally were promised 25, uh, $50 dollars. We drew down on twenty five. Um, you know, we got to sit down with Wheaton now that we've got approval to to work out. You know, what sort of modifications we got to do to to the streaming agreement because we haven't been able to comply with the original terms. Um, I'm sure that will get worked out. Um, but yeah, we're dealing with new raft of banks. Um, but the financing world's changed. I mean, interest rates have gone from zero to 7% during that time as well. You know, you can't underestimate the damage that's happened to us. Share price, time, you know, and, 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 you know, just the financial environment that we're in is just unbelievable. But as I said, we will never give up. We will build a gold mine, Phoenix Gold. That's a given. How, when, and and, and all the detail, I, I don't know. <laughs> okay.
1: No, so, no I, I get it. I like, you, you you always say this to people say, you got to be at the table to play the game, you know, and you, you've stayed at the table, which is great. I guess the thing that people will be, and obviously good news this week, um, and the project hasn't changed in the sense that the goal's still in the ground. It's, it's, it's still there. Um, so lots of lots of positives around it. What you're going to need to demonstrate for people is that the economics makes sense. Gold price has gone up, but as you say, ASIC from 1,000 to 1,200. And by the way, that's a common thing. I would just I would kind of back you up on that one. I was to like eight uh, gold-producing CEOs, and they're, say, they're saying that ASIC was that magical 1,000, and they're saying, well, actually, the new normal, the new reality for gold producers is around 1,400. That's the number that's been quoted at me by right. eight different producing CEOs. So I think that's why I, it get, is a di- I say it's a different world, right? So the gold price has gone up, but serve so costs, costs. Uh, so therefore margin probably the same as it ever was. Um, so there's no damage being done there in, in, in that sense, but you're still going to need to demonstrate that you can create something that's going to be economic here. So again, yeah, I
0: mean, the, the, the the MPV, based on those numbers that were released in October, at the current metal price, is about five hundred dollars, uh, five hundred million US. Our market value as of yesterday was about seventy-five million US. Right? So that's where we're at. Yeah, and so we got some heavy lifting to do, but you can bet because I'm a big shareholder, and 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 also got a shout out to the shareholders, right? As you know, I've always been open to shareholders. I've always given my email address, and lots of people have been in touch with me. You cannot believe how many retail shareholders are out there that were holding our stock, and it was a big part of their, you know, their their, their pension money or whatever. It was it was really difficult to deal with because I had to tell those people just to hang in there as best they can. But I, I don't know their lives, right? So that was a very, very difficult process for me, but you can bet that I'm not going to blow our brains out to get this thing financed and you know, take any financing option that gets put on the table. No, right? We are going to be very selective and do, do the right thing by our shareholders as far as financing this project
1: goes. Right. No, I get that because they, they, they cost that money. It- is is going to make a, make or a break for for many for many companies. You
0: are going to be very That's very careful. That's where a lot of about. companies they can't pull on the brakes. They go, yeah, we're yeah. going to go right, and they go and they, go and go, and then you know things happen. And I mean, there's some there's, I mean, I'm not going to mention names, but I I really believe there are some disasters still to come. Oh, I hear you. There are some people building mines right now that are not going to they're not going to deliver, right? Yeah, so, I hear you. I would. Ru- I don't want to be one of those. I want to go. Yeah, I did a great financing package transaction, whatever you want to call it, and we're going to go sensibly forward from that point. Okay. It. It. Okay. Well,
1: I, like I wish you well with that one, and I hope it's not a case of you know blood in the street. Um, I hope you can have sensible discussions with you know oh, sensible very, you know groups. One
0: thing I am is pragmatic. Right. You. Ca- you can't make something out of nothing. So you've got to take everything that's in your environment. All the conditions that are around you and make something of it if you can. Right. But, you know, if we have to defer for a period of time, we don't lose the project. The EIA is still valid, the permits are still valid, everything's still valid. It's when we decide to press the button and say go right, that everything starts to happen. And just to follow on, cost-wise. Yes, I mean, we're trucking water from Po. Obviously, our fuel bills through the roof, but we're running a gold oxide run of mine heat bleach project. And I was doing some research the other day. There are only two of those animals in the world in production that produce over 100,000 ounces a year. And that's marigold with SSRM and Bald Mountain with, um, with Kinross. That's it. They're the only two run of mine gold heat bleach projects in existence in the world today, and we're building the third, right? We're building the third. And when people see the economics of this expanded case, I think they'll start to see that this is going to become a very equivalent sort of looking project to those two uh, world-class gold projects. Well, look, I um,
1: appreciate you coming on, Alex, and being as frank as ever um, about the process and the challenges ahead. It's good, good, good to see, Rio to um starting, well hopefully get the attention that it, d- it deserves and you guys you know get this thing moving next year. So do stay in touch with us. Let us know how you get on through the through the entire process. Yeah. And uh- and,
0: just, and just to finish off, and if, if anybody wants to contact me, alex.black at Rio2.com, I will always answer your emails. I'm also on Twitter. Um and uh, I gotta say, I gotta say, and and I just want to take one second of your time, Matt. But, you know, there's been a lot of memes on Twitter. And I think this is probably yeah. the best one I saw the other day, which was <laughs> yeah holding a, a $50 note. So whoever yeah. did that, I, I'm, I take my hat off to them. But a Yeah, look. That's a good one. Um, yeah, look, a good one. I'm, I'm contactable, open. We're an open book. Our team uh, can answer technical questions if you've got any of those. And I appreciate coming back. And hopefully we've got more to talk about over the next 12 months. Thank you.